Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. The Blues are 8-0-1 in their last nine. 4-2 the final. The second hour of WEEI Late Night with KJ, 617-779-7937. The text line, 37937. Are the Bruins just heading back to eighth place? Is that is that is that, is that where this is going? As that song infamously said, it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. And right now, if you just think about it a week and a half ago, you're like, you know what? The Bruins have a chance at sitting at third. And now it's just all just slip sliding away. And look, and, and here's and, and here's where I give the Blues a lot of credit. They're fighting for their own battles in the Western Conference. They're not laying down. They're not going to say, well, you know, that's a, it's a tough Eastern opponent and we don't. No. There's no mercy. It just seems like, okay, you know, okay, granted, you know, the Senators will determine who ends a losing streak potentially here in a couple days. But my goodness, I've said all along, when that loss to Toronto happened, a lot of things could have changed. I'll get to that in a second because the way the schedule lays out, it ain't pretty. But my goodness, what, what's happening with the second line? Charlie Coyle, minus two, 16 minutes on the ice. One shot. Hey, man, the stick can go north. You Come on, swing that thing. Jeez. You know, as, as hot as Jake DeBrusque has been recently, uh, you're going to have a game tonight was one of those two shots. I mean, just like, where are the shots? I mean, Brad Marchand, six shots, minus one. Unbelievable. Oh, oh, by the way, the Blues are back in town here in a couple days. <laughs> Jeez. My goodness. When I look at what the Bruins have in front of them, you just say, hey, wait a minute. You know, you have teams in front of you that, that are – that are legit teams. You average all the point totals going into tonight of the 10 remaining games that the Bruins have. Tonight would now nine games. An average point total of 86. Now keep in mind, the Canadians and the Senators are mixed in there. So if you take them out of there, the average point total of the remaining teams that the, that the, that the Bruins face is 93 points. Oh, God. They were a point, but they were a point behind sixth. You now have four teams in the East, I believe, now all over a hundred points. 
The Penguins, right behind. They're a point behind. They play teams with an average point total of 78 over their remaining eight games. <laughs> that include Detroit, the Islanders, and the Flyers. Oh, who's the Penguins' toughest, toughest opponent in, in, their, in, their, in their final eight games? The Bruins. Jeez. You know, next week could determine if, if the Bruins are going to be seeing Carolina in the first round. It could be the Rangers now. I hope it's not Carolina because I got embarrassed a couple months ago, went to go visit family in North Carolina. I'm in the store. I've got my Bruins hoodie on. She's like, you a fan? I'm like, of course. She was just like, you must be a fan of all those goals you guys gave up to us. I was like, oh, God. She's talking about the seven-goal game against the Hurricanes. So all I can quit back is, oh, Hartford has a team again? I thought I was I thought I was being cute. I thought I was being coy. <laughs> she said, oh, you guys know who your goalie is yet? I was just like, ooh. And here we are. She says, oh, our, our team loves playing the Bruins. Now I'm kind of getting heated. I'm almost thinking about, like, do I just steal the items just so I can have a confrontation with her? I said, you mean Hartford? And give her the Larry David stare. Justin, you know what the Larry David stare is from Curb Your Enthusiasm? I do not. Yeah. Just like, huh, yeah. What about Hartford? Your team's not going to stay in Carolina. Boom, roasted. Yeah. I said, watch our goalie get hot and kill your team. She said, so he'll give up six goals instead of seven? <laughs> like, wow. I just paid for my items, walked out the store. And yet here we are. We literally now have to figure out, like, what's the goalie situation? This is, in, in football terms, it's almost like the Dolphins with Tua and Fitzpatrick a couple years ago. Like, are we going to do that? Like, all right, Lennis, you can give us a strong 45, and Jeremy's going to come in for the safe. <laughs> I mean, is that where we are at this point? Because as soon as you think that someone's hot, they get cold at the wrong time, and it's being flipped around, and you've got like nine games to decide who's going to be the goalie that's supposed to get hot once the playoffs kick off. Jeez. I mean, when you've got a team like... I mean, the good thing is you see the Senators in a couple of days. And the Senators have a losing record as well right now. I mean, I mean they're, they're, they're in a losing streak as well. So it's like, okay, who gets the end their losing streak quicker? I know. I, I'm just, I'm baffled. I'm truly baffled. Because you got the Penguins next Saturday. Then the Penguins, here's what's crazy. Uh, Penguins come in on Saturday. Then the Penguins don't have another game until the following Thursday. So their back-to-backs are against the Bruins, while the Bruins have the Blues again in between. Oh, God. I I just I just think it all points back to that Toronto game. It really does. I know people are like, don't freak out, KJ. There's still more games to go and everything. But it's like, I, I'm a big believer in flashpoints. You know, it's just like, when you get to a certain point, you're like, ah, that's where it all changed. That's what, because look what's happened to Toronto since. Toronto's just taken off. Tampa's kind of starting to figure it out again. Bruins losing two in a row. All right, still to come. We'll talk about the Patriots and what they're not doing. I don't think they have anybody fooled in the league. These little knick-knack deals that they're doing, it's just kind of like, you know, like you're teasing us. 
It's an absolute joke. But you know, some I, I think in Bill we trust. I, isn't that the same? In Bill, in Bill we trust. Bill's gonna Bill's gonna work it out somehow. Really, <laughs> I think we've turned Bill now into the Christ himself. Back to the Bruins. I never thought the Senators game would be so important. <laughs> it's important now. The Penguins, then the Blues, then the Penguins, then the Rangers, the Canadians. Okay. The Panthers, Sabres, and then you finish the season with the Maple Leafs. Almost kind of like embarrassing. Like, you know, hey, you remember us from a few weeks ago when we were like in your face? Remember the guy at the radio station who made that parody saying, you know, you guys have always been horrible. Like, gosh. 617-779-7937. Text lines 37937. KJ Late Night here on WEEI. Let's go to Sean calling from across country in Idaho talking Celtics net series. Uh, Sean, thank you so much for calling WEEI. Hello, yeah, and good evening. Thank you so much for taking my call, and great perspective as always. Uh, I know, real quickly, Bruins, I don't know. I think they're, they'll are they make the playoffs, but I wouldn't get optimistic about them getting past the first round. Uh, as far as the Celtics go, I want to beat the Nets so bad. I know you do. I think everybody across, all for Celtic fans all over the world want to beat the Nets. And, you know, Nets fans tonight chanting, we want Boston, we want Boston. You know, we heard that in 2018 when the Yankees beat the Athletics and they chanted yeah. that. I, I think our chances are great. If we can really – if the Celtics can slow down Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they got an excellent chance to win this series. I mean, the Nets are going to be tough, but I know revenge has got to come because – the Celtics lost in 2002 against them when they were the New Jersey Nets in 03. I mean, it was in six games in 02. They got swept in 03. 03, the Celtics just weren't – they were such a small team and they didn't have enough to stop Jason Kidd and Kenyon Martin and those guys. And then last year, the Celtics, again, small, and they just couldn't keep up with uh, James Harden and uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I wanted to ask you, how do you feel about the series, bud? Do you think the Celtics are going to win this series in six games or seven games, or, or are you a little bit concerned about them playing the Nets? I'm concerned because I need to see this Celtics team get more physical than they've been before. Now, everything has been defensive. This has to right. be physical because you don't have your biggest defensive stopper in Robert Williams back just yet. So uh, there's got to be some guys who probably right now practice in how they raise their hand. Like, Cormette, do you want to raise your left hand when you're taking that hard foul, when you're giving that hard foul, or do you want to raise your right hand? Just I would raise you, you the left bet. hand because I mean, it's not your shooting hand yet. Because the Nets, you know, you got to understand, the Nets have won the three playoff series against the Celtics, like I told you, for the background of the history, and the Nets have been a little bit more physical than us. So Yeah, but this, right. is, but this is a Celtics, different league. This is a different league than the 0-3 team, and maybe last year, yeah, you just didn't have the star power or you didn't have unity on, on the Celtics last year, which, you, I mean, you, you had a big right. issue with that, yeah. You're right, bud, because, again, this is for the Celtics to say, hey, you know, we want to beat the Nets. Not only that, you want to beat Kyrie Irving, who has basically just trashed the Celtics and also the Celtic fan base. And the Garden's going to be wild, just like the old days and the old Boston Garden days. I miss that old Boston Garden because they're playing at the TD Garden. But the key for the Celtics, though, i got to be honest with you, protect the home court advantage. I'd hate to go back to the Barclays Center and have a split or be down 0-2. Otherwise, the Celtics are going to be in a lot of trouble if they were down 0-2 so they got to be a prepared team and yeah you're right I miss Robert Williams the inside game is what's missing for them but they're going to need to be prepared on Sunday 
and the rest of the series. Um, if the Celtics do win the series, I think they could win the series in six games, but the, the Nets will be tough. But you're right. They got to be physical all sure. around. They got to outplay them. They got to out rebound them. They got to do everything right to defeat the Brooklyn Nets. Sean, thanks for the call. W E E I worldwide. Sean in Idaho. You ever notice, Justin, that Idaho, when you look on the western side of the state, it's actually the face of a man. It's like a man's face. Have you ever noticed that? I actually haven't. I there is a lot of those like kind of weird situations. New Jersey has one. It looks happens. like a it looks like a man drinking the Atlantic Ocean. I don't know. Maybe I've maybe I just did too many edibles in college. You know, I'm kidding. I, edible arrangements, you know, the flowers and food, the fruit. I eat a lot of fruit. Those hundred dollar ones. Oh yeah. Well, forty nine ninety nine with a coupon. Depends on which one you get. It's like the one that's. It's like the, the. It's like the height of your own hand. Like stick your hand on the table. It's like that high. That'll always make a a great gift, though. Now yeah. that now that I'm older, I respect an edible arrangement. My wife hates them. She. Yeah, I want really? one year. She was, oh yeah, she was just like, "Can you not get me that this year?" It's like, okay, maybe I've, maybe I've used my my. My, what do you call them? Like the uh, well, how many times you go to the well and get it? Yeah, exactly, right, exactly. Like, okay, where's the thought in this? As much as it is, hey, I'm earning points. You like, know? you can't just use an <laughs> edible arrangement every year. Is that what you were doing? Because that would be a problem. Yeah. Like, okay, then I take her you, side you, on this. Few times a few times a year. Like, <laughs> I was thinking of you. Here's an edible arrangement, but those things are really good. And you know, the funny thing is, I would just eat the fruit myself. I'd be like, you really don't want chocolate on the strawberries because I don't like chocolate on the strawberries. So they became me. That's. Once you get married, once you're like 10 years in, you buy snacks for the house and you're like, hey, babe, I bought you this. Like, that's what we're going through right now. Like, the baby Ruth that get missing, I can't stand if I buy you like candy and you let it sit for five days. I'm like, you don't appreciate my gift. So, like, I'll just go buy you another one to finish off this bag. How's it go five days with the kids in the house? They don't get to it? (sighs) Well, the the good thing is the 10-year-old doesn't eat candy. We don't let her eat candy uh, because she's already hyperactive, you know, with her CP. So, we don't don't give her something that's going to set her off even more. But yeah, real quick to Sean's point for the Celtics about the Celtics, and then we'll go to trending here. Um, if it gets to if the Celtics can get them to six games, I really believe that they would have successfully hit the Nets in the mouth. And this is this, the Nets are the most finesse team in the league. They're all finesse. I think even more so than Golden State. Ah, no, Golden State because they're a lot of shooters, right? But with with this Nets team, they're so finesse. You hit them in the face. You know, figuratively, um, you could do damage. All right, next we'll talk about the Patriots and what what isn't going on. It's it's all kind of weird with what's going on in Foxborough. That's next, but right now it's time to trend. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, with the Brooklyn Nets 115-108 win over the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight, the stage is set for the Celtics. They will host Kyrie Irving in the Nets this Sunday at 3.30. So that should be a good one. Mm. And speaking of those Celtics, head coach Ime Udoka was named as the Eastern Conference Head Coach of the Month. Ime also won the award in February. The only head coach to win it twice other than Ime is Suns head coach Monty Williams. And the Red Sox defeated the Detroit Tigers 5-3 to today. Rich Hill got the start for the Red Sox as he went four and a third, allowing five hits, three earned runs, and striking out four. Rafael Devers went three for five with two RBIs, and Kike Hernandez broke out of his slump and got his first hit of the season as he doubled twice today. Garrett Whitlock picked up the win as he pitched four no-hit innings, and the Sox and the Tigers will play the rubber match tomorrow at 110 with Nathan Evaldi getting the start for the Red Sox facing off against former friend Eduardo Rodriguez. 
Trevor Story is likely to miss his fourth straight game tomorrow as he is dealing with food poisoning. You can catch that game right here on the WEI Red Sox Network. And the Bruins fell to the Blues 4-2 to tonight, so they will now have to wait until Thursday night when they host the Senators to possibly clinch a playoff spot. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Late Night with KJ coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. W-E-E-I Late Night. On W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Yeah! Yeah, that brother's rocking Kiss on W-E-E-I. What is he doing? KJ Late Night, W-E-E-I. Uh, Justin, let's get a little classic history here with Kiss. A thing or two about her. Didn't know I could sing Paul Staley, did you? Make you cry. I can turn that. That'll get you going, huh? You know the funny thing about like a lot of Kiss fans is like Kiss was like, imagine, I guess in current day, like imagine if Britney Spears had like a lot of dolls and figures and action figures and so forth, but you knew women who still collected them like 30 years later. That's Kiss fans. I'm not saying they're like Britney Spears fans. I'm just saying it was one of those things. Just like this was kind of cool for a couple of years. Then everybody knew that Kiss was starting to kind of suck when they did the individual albums. They're like, okay, like, <laughs> New York Groove was the only one worth it. Was on it was on Peter uh, Peter Chris's. No, it was on uh, Ace Frehley's album. I'm really getting deep here. And like Ace Frehley was halfway out of the band and like halfway out of life at that, at that point too. But for some people, like you go to their house, it's like Betty Boop, Boop type. Beanie Baby Shrine stuff. That's how big Kiss is for some people. But, you know, those early albums were really good. One night we have to play Love Gun and sing Love Gun to all of New England. They're like, that brother up there is crazy. You know what we need is a Kiss parody. <laughs> I don't, it would I don't be know. tough, though. You know, if the if the Red Sox didn't, if the Red Sox lost today, I had one in, I had one in the hole for them. Um, to Alanis Morissette's You Ought to Know it was going to be your 0 for 4 because that's like the whole batting, the, the entire line that was doing every day. You're, 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 you're 0 for 4. You remind me. <laughs> and then JBJ comes up, <laughs> doesn't hit anyway. Anyway. Sorry. I'm really into my own head sometimes. Did you have the lyrics and everything down for that? Not yet. You know, there's one part, there's, one parody that did not make air that was finished about the Red Sox not going after any free agents. I finished it the next day they signed Trevor Story. So it's like, you know, one. I think at some point this year I'm going to have to do like KJ the Lost Tapes. 
Like maybe like if God forbid or God bless, depending on what management thinks. Like I get some point this year, I'm going to have to blow out all the parodies, like just for a whole show, all of them, just as a, a walk down memory lane. And it's, and, uh, and it's the three minute man. One minute man. Was it? And it's this three minute man. What's the point a, of a three minute man? What's the point? Of, yeah. Three and minute his, man. Cantor freedom. Yeah. Yeah. So that was there. Who they don't stay they, and who should go on the, the, the Celtics in the Harbor. Yeah. I mean, it, it tells it. I guess what's funny about him, you know, the Jake DeBrusque. Uh, Jake Maybe DeBrusque suck one. Yeah, that, that's coming. Pay me back and haunt me. Yeah, I, I, I you know, the, the funny thing is, I, well, there will be one here. There, there will be a replay here shortly as I get into this Patriots talk where I hate to be kind of prophetic, but I always thought that Bill was kind of taking his foot a little bit off the gas. There wasn't going to be any real urgency to make the team that much better. And that the goal kind of would be to be out of here when it was time for Mac Jones to get his extension money. Which, if you're looking the way that contracts are moving, you could easily say that Mac Jones will get forty, at least $40 million a year on his next deal. And I don't think Bill wants to be around for that because, you know, like, would they put it on his epitaph? The guy who paid Mac Jones $40 million but would not pay Tom Brady $25. So I, I, I just think that slowly, piece by piece, I'll, I'll share a true story with you. Some people may be shocked to hear this who's listening who know I'm on right now. At one particular place where I was working, Justin, I knew the hammer was coming. Not because I'd done anything wrong, but sometimes you could just smell the endorphins in the building. So I did this little trick, and you're welcome to use it at your job if you need to. I used to have a desk that had, it was filled with hard drives and files and everything, like a whole lot of stuff. And I said, you know what? I can't come back up here on a Saturday because if someone sees me here on a Saturday, they're like, yo, he's never here on a Saturday. So what I did was one day, like I brought in like a couple of book bags and cleaned out those files. But what I did was leave just surface stuff on top of my desk, right? <laughs> this is all tied to Belichick, what he's doing, right? So that way, when they came to me and said, hey, the party's over, if you will, and, you know, sometimes they're thinking like, oh, my gosh, I need a big box to get all my stuff out of here. I just swept my arm once. I was like, that's it. That's everything. They're like, that's everything? I'm like, yeah, don't worry about that. I already knew this was coming. You did? <laughs> I've got that Kyrie vision. i got that third eye Kyrie. Right? Well, Belichick, I think, is slowly removing the big files out of those bottom drawers. And I think the way this year's team is constructed, as you're seeing it not really being built with any, you know, for those who are in the, you know, uh, lumber industry, <laughs> you're not hearing the stuff coming from top shelf companies. You're like, this is... <laughs> They're still in business? Yeah. As players who are filling these different holes. It makes you wonder if, like, Bill is slowly cleaning out the desk piece by piece. Fact, here's Albert Breer on Rich Eisen's show talking about the joy that Bill must have right now at work. He still enjoys it, you know, Rich. And I, I, I think there's that part of it where the guy – like he loves going to work every day. It's not as hard as it used to be because the program has been established for so long. He likes the people he's working with. His kids are at work with him, which you know, I think would, you know, I wouldn't know this yet, but mm. I would assume is a huge thing for, for, for a guy of that age, you know, with grown kids. Um, you know, I, I think he's sort of got it working now where um, he doesn't have to work quite as hard as he used to have to work to make things go. And now I think the last piece of it for him is repairing it and getting it back to the point, maybe not where it was before, 
but getting it back where he's handing something over to someone that's in really, really good shape. And, you know, I think obviously drafting Mac Jones last year was a huge part of it. Exit strategy. Like me leaving. Well, if I say what, what item I left on my desk, it might be a giveaway where this happened. But I'll give you a hint. It was a bobblehead of a player who, I don't know, last year hit 163. Yeah, Bill's slowly cleaning the big files. He's got book bags that we don't, like a book bag that he might have come in with is like, so you're not really going after a real wide receiver one when you have a second-year quarterback who almost was rookie of the year? I put that stuff in the Houston Astros bag. I'm now telling the truth. I Stuff that's in the Houston Astros. Having the kids at work. Look, I don't know about you, but the bring your kids to work day thing is usually one day out of the year. Then we know some people in the workplace who seem to always have their kids there. And and sometimes you, you know, you might hear the whispers like, daycare like are the kids in school what are they what are this what are the kids doing what do you know that's what patriots fans are asking what what are bill's kids doing is is steve the defensive is he really the defensive coordinator but we're just not saying he's the defensive coordinator because after all bring your kids to work day is only one day a year not every day but that's a sign of you saying you know I've lived a life that's full. I've traveled each and every highway. But what it is, I did it my way. You're on your way out. You're singing Sinatra. You're Elvis at your Elvis in Vegas. You're on your way out. And 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 it's it's becoming even more apparent. Here's more on Rich Eisen. Here's Rich Eisen discussing the Belichick Shula aspect of what might be going through Bill's head. You know, him at age 70, um, is going to be just, if you will, a number and one of those things of where a coach has a certain record after the age of 70 in the same way that Brady holds all the records after the coach age of 40. I think, Bill, I don't even know what those records would be. I don't even know what it would be. Don Shula retired in his mid-60s. So Bill's already got him <laughs> after the age of 65, that's for sure. And things are set up in a, in a, in a trending up direction. I just was wondering at some point, like, wouldn't it be the most Belichick thing ever that one day, you know, obviously he gives a heads up to Bob Kraft, but other than that, nobody knows about it. Yeah. And then one day he just shows up at the facility and says, we're done. Here's the new coach here. And I'm off on, hopefully for your sake, eight rings, nine rings, ten rings. Yeah, well, it's already eight, but maybe nine. Okay, ten. nine, ten rings. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then off he goes. <laughs> I don't know about you folks. But I think people are listening to WEEI Late Night with KJ. I've been saying this for a couple months now. That what we're seeing is the beginning of Belichick's exit plan. Now, for uh, most of us, it's two weeks and make sure you spell my name right and send it to the house. And yeah, I have direct deposit still. You know, you can still direct deposit the check when I'm out of here. Nah, Belichick, you have to take you have to do this over a course of three to four years. You know, this is bigger than getting the gold watch at 25 years in the company. You know, I think Bob Kraft has said, look, at some point, innovation has to show up. We thank you for the legendary years. That's something that can never be taken away when the story of football is told. If aliens dropped down on this earth right now and had to go back and give a book report, 
He said anything about American football. There's no team that had 20 years of dominance or near dominance in this sport in its history. Not the Cowboys. All of them hit it 10 years. That's why they have all-decade teams, because they know by by time a decade is over, a, a, a franchise is pretty much over. What the Patriots have been has been a true anomaly, and that's why nobody feels bad where the Patriots are right now. That's why everybody's stacking up in the AFC West. <laughs> There's no Tom Brady to play. There's no vaunting defense that Belichick has prescribed. There's no easy conference where the guy's getting pretty much six layups a year. Those days are over. But Justin, how long ago was it? Is this has this song has to be over a month old? I have it dated at February twenty second. February twenty second, and it is now April what? April thirteenth. April twelfth. So almost what? Coming on two months. months. Almost two months. Two months ago, this song was created. If you've never heard it, welcome to the madness of KJ. It's called Bills Through to Nirvana's In Bloom. Hit it, Justin. Has Bill Belichick started his exit plan by not addressing, I don't know, the offensive coordinator position? I don't blame you, Bill. A five-year plan in Shula's record sounds nice. So I'm going to take you back to my A&T days. Shout out to all the Aggies who were rocking that Nevermind on campus. Belichick, this one's for you because it seems like Bill's through. Bill, what you gonna do? We know you wanna make Shula number two. You know what the fan base is going through. Manage expectations, hey, that's on you. And he's hired both his sons and the offense he will run. And he won't choose anyone now that Josh McDaniel's gone. But we all know what that means. We all know what that means. Bill's through. He's hired both his sons and the offense he will run. And he won't choose anyone now that Josh McDaniel's gone. But we all know what that means. We all know what that means, Bill Screws. I told you black dudes can rock out. And Bill, <laughs> it's obvious you're ready to go. But I don't blame you. Joe Judge runs the offense that can't be true. That's worse than Jason Garrett on fourth and two. But it's what we need to come through Mac can be a star with what you're gonna do But he's hired both his sons And the offense he will run And he won't choose anyone Now that Josh McDaniel's gone But we all know what that means Yep. All know what that means. Bill's through. Hired both his sons. Both of them. Offense he will run. And he won't choose anyone. Still has it. Josh McDaniel's gone. But we all know what that means. Yep. We all know what that means. Listen to that harmony. All know what that means. We 
all know what that name spills through. Yeah. yeah. I said that in February. February. Nothing's changed. No new blood. No real big moves. Nothing. Still draft day. Really? You know, I mean, everybody's like, the blaring need in the first round for the Patriots is a wide receiver. Like, can you get a wide receiver that could beat out the other guys in the room. Like, I would really think it would be almost on the par level of the Cam versus Mac quarterback thing last year. Like, hey, the rookie just might beat out the veteran. Hey, the same thing might happen with the receivers. Now you're hearing offensive line. And maybe that's a smokescreen. You maybe don't want to show your hand. I mean, honestly, if you're like, yeah, that's the absolute truth, then, I mean, honestly, where would the personality of what we do really come in? But even just to even tickle the idea of like that you don't need a receiver first. This is actually mind-boggling. KJ Late Night here on WEEI. Thank you so much for calling. We'll get to some of your text here in about seven minutes before we get out of here. So here's Albert Breer talking about Belichick and his future thoughts on the team. Do you think you'll get a whiff or a hint or it's just going to be one day? Whoa, Bill's decided to step away. I think I think whenever he leaves it, he's going to want to leave it in good shape. You know, I, I, one thing I can remember from covering him on the beat, and this is years ago, was like he. I remember like there were a couple of situ like where he felt like Bill Parcells, who obviously had been his boss, um, had left a couple of teams in pretty rough shape. You know, and I think there was sort of this resolve that whenever he left New England. He wasn't going to do that. Like he wasn't going to walk away from a team um, when it wasn't, you know, in, in, in better shape than he found it. And so, you know, I, I do think he's driven to prove that he can win without Brady and win at a high level without Brady. I do think he wants to leave it, um, whoever he's leaving it to, whether that's Bill O'Brien or Matt Patricia or whoever it is that winds up succeeding him. I think he wants to leave it in good shape for whoever it is that's the coach after him. I want to leave it to my child. I want to. Can I bequeath an NFL team to my child when I leave? I mean, at this point, if Josh McDaniels is gone, then so went the contingency plan probably upstairs with Kraft and his son of who would be the next head coach. At least there was some innovation there with Josh. History there. Just seems like everybody who's come back pretty much have come back to their old bedroom, you know, have the poster of, you know, their high school years there, like on the wall. Come back and like there's a Mike Greenwell poster in Matt Patricia's room in Foxborough or something. I'm just kidding. That's just to paint a picture. Look, there's nothing wrong with that. And I have to I have to make a little bit of a correction there. What Albert Breer was saying about Parcells leaving a couple of bad situations and leaving Belichick in the in in the middle of that. Okay, the first one with the Giants was when Parcells was burnt out, and he was. And the Giants chose Ray Hanley. They didn't choose they didn't choose Belichick. Belichick would end up being chosen by Cleveland. But you best believe that Belichick was ready to coach the Giants. I just don't believe that Giants were ready to hire Belichick to be that coach. So I'm gonna go mm, Ixnay on Parcells left that situation in a bad in a bad scenario because that was the Giants. And if you want any evidence that the Giants make bad decisions, they're just coming off of Joe Judge being their head coach. 
So the Giants have historically known of making bad decisions, all in the name of being right for themselves and not necessarily for the fan base. So they kind of whiffed on not hiring Belichick then. Belichick would probably still be the coach of the Giants. And then the second time is when Parcells came back to coach the Jets and Belichick was there with them. Well, yeah, that was a mess, but guess who kind of left, left the door open? <laughs> Belichick. He didn't give two weeks notice. You remember? Belichick was the head coach for three days and Jet and came here. It's not a Parcells mess. That's a, that's a Belichick mess. So the idea that Bill is absolutely adamant about leaving the franchise in great shape, uh, have you seen any evidence of that so far? If I'm telling you that this is an exit situation going on, what tells you that, yeah, he's doing all he can to make sure they're they're set for the next couple of years? Now, some would say next year, KJ, next year will be the telltale because they have so much more cap space and room and everything and so forth and whatnot. If he doesn't take a receiver in the first round of the draft, that tells me a whole lot. I mean, he, he might be like, you know what? Someone else can handle this draft stuff next year. I'm out. I don't think it's that soon. I think he sticks around to catch Shula's record, and then he's gone. Because I think that's the only thing that keeps him around. Not building a team. Probably, I mean, not even really like coaching up players individually. I, I, I just, I don't believe it. You know, I've heard people say, I think my partner Mark said sometimes that if he believes that Belichick is just comfortable to have the people he's comfortable with around him. You do that in your later years. That's normal. You know, even that's regular life. I don't hang out with the people I used to hang out with. Oh, let's hit the clubs Friday, Saturday, Friday and Saturday night. Have you you guys thought about doing something like maybe like a late Saturday afternoon into the early evening? We could have beers and still get home at a respectable time. You know, I have a wife who has papers on me. Things kind of change. And that's why I'm just, just why it's amazing that here two months later, after the parody made of bills through, Here's Eisen, here's Breer discussing Bill's exit plan. Take it from me as a guy who stuffed things in the back, 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 backs, like backpacks like two weeks before, like the hammer came down. I know an exit plan when I see one. Late night, KJ, W-E-E-I. Thank you so much for hanging out. We'll wrap it up next. W-E-E-I, late night. On W-E-E-I. Boston Sports Original. Razor was on board with that, that it is the fault of Pornhub that a 78-year-old man from Florida is doing untoward things on an airplane. Oh, I think these bozos uh, think it's real, right? Like, whatever they're watching, like, just like... Okay, this is, Pornhub is not the, the advent of pornography. I mean, I think it's existed since the dawn well, of... You were there for the beginning. Uh, yes, I was. It was a, it was a cave drawing. Actually, well, no, but... You it was a cave admit. drawing. It was a form letter uh, written on a cave. Yes. Why? The Why? Porn site X are consuming it at much larger quantities now that it's on your phone. Okay. You know. All right. I'll go ahead. I'll go with that. It's, so people are consuming it in larger quantities. And oh, a 76-year-old guy saw something before he got on the plane thinking, uh, this old guy, young girl thing. Oh. That, and he thinks no, it's you're real. So- Late night, W-E-E-I. KJ, thank you so much for hanging out and spending the last one hour, 48 minutes. That's an excerpt from the Greg Hill Show talking about um, their belief of how soon Robert Williams will be back. No, I'm totally kidding. For the Celtics, I'm kidding. I, you know, in, in, in Morning Drive, 
you have to think of everybody who's around. And 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 when you hear stories about like 70-year-old men in Florida, because I think they have the segment called like only in Florida, like things that happen in Florida. Florida, and, unlike the rest of us. Right. And so um these these are ideal to 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 kind of feed all of your senses, right? You know, you can go hardcore sports all day. And I don't know how you would type that in in Pornhub. Let's see, let's see, BBC Sports. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Kidding. I don't think you'd like what comes up. <laughs> BBC Sports. <laughs> type that in, Greg. Kidding. But yeah, it, you know, the idea is to you know is to excite all the senses, and you know, and not beat you over the head with stats. And and that's why the Greg Hill Show is here, six to ten a.m. weekdays here on WEEI. So remember, you can listen to any portion of Late Night uh, at the Odyssey app. It's free. Uh, give it about another hour after the show is over, and you'll be able to hear everything from A to Z. We we talked about the Red Sox and how literally winning today pretty much saved them from pitchforks all the way from Salem to uh, I don't know to the southern port of Connecticut. You know like what's going on with the team because the team's supposed to hit. The, the bats finally show up after the sixth inning, and the pitching was on point. Garrett Whitlock threw four innings today, and. Right now, he is projected to pitch 81 games. <laughs> Throw 263 innings. You know, that's his projection now. That, that's going to come down. We pray. But right now, Garrett Whitlock is is taking uh, not only some of the Celtics' money, I mean, uh, some of the Red Sox' money, but is taking some of this staff onto his shoulders. And I know that, I, I know Alex Corp must really appreciate that. Yes, the Celtics will face the Nets this Sunday. And I kind of went off for about 20 minutes of how. The Celtic, uh, the Nets fans are just a bunch of Mitches, with an M. Mitches, they were chanting tonight. We want Boston. We want my yeah, bunch of kids with braces on their mouths. <laughs> their exposure to basketball. They probably never even played pickup on a court. It's probably all two K. All of it. I've, I I love the Nets ever since Durant came here. Oh, yeah. Where's your Keith Van Horn jersey, loser? They thought Kyrie was Uncle Drew. Gosh. And you know the funny thing is, Uncle Drew was a better movie than Kyrie has been. As as like a I'm not gonna even say human being. I'm not I'm not gonna dive into that pool because I don't know the human. I just know he's very sensitive. Very sensitive. That last game. Kyrie sucks chance came out at the end of the game. And they talking out of their mouth. Burn sage. Burn sage. Oh, they just made me, like, you know, I'm just a child. of I, I, I want to see someone who hold up a sign that says Kyrie is Pontius Pilate. Sunday, that would be hilarious. Easter Sunday, oh, I've got something special for you on KJ and Dundero. I've already thought it out. It's going to be the passion of the Kyrie. <laughs> I might get pulled into the office on Monday, but hey, aren't Monday, aren't offices closed on Monday? <laughs> Marathon Monday, Easter Monday, it's all going to be closed. No, Bruins close Friday, right? Yeah, they close Friday, but they might be closed Monday because Monday's Patriots Day. Well, Monday's Marathon Monday, so hmm, might be a double there. <laughs> they won't pull me until Tuesday. Uh let's see. Bruins lost four two tonight to the to the Blues, and they've just got a brutal schedule ahead. They've got two against Pitt, Pittsburgh. In between those two games with Pittsburgh, they play the Blues again. They still have to play the Panthers. Toronto to end the season. Yeah, keep your fingers crossed and hope they can hold on to that six spot because I don't know how long they'll be able to hold on to that. And then we just finished talking about the Patriots. And, yeah, it looks like Bill really is working on an exit plan. All that you can catch in full 
Odyssey app free. Type in W-E-E-I. Go to Late Night. Um, usually how you can discern which Late Night is who's is there'll be our name inside of the title. Just you know, share it with your friends across the country. Be like, there's this absolutely stupid but yet enjoyable show. Like in Boston. Like this brother plays Kiss as his bumper music. And damn right I should. Man, there is a... Google the name Todd Hodney. H-O-D-N-E. Word is ESPN is working on a film called Bev and Irv. And it says that this guy at Penn State was worse than the precursor of what Jerry Sandusky became. It's fascinating how nothing was said, nothing was mentioned. I didn't even know the story. And I knew people who played at Penn State. Uh, ESPN, Google ESPN, Todd, H-O-D-N-E. It's an amazing story that it's going to take you maybe about 45 minutes to read, but I could not stop reading it. All right, follow at W-E-E-I. My partner, producer, at Justin, is it M. Turpin? That is correct. Justin N. Turpin, at KJ Carson. We do it again tomorrow night here on W-E-E-I, late night, 10 p.m. Have a great evening. See ya! Mike Milbury on The Greg Hill Show, chatting Bruins. You know, we talked about this right from day one. Their schedule was so jam-packed, and and they're right there to be maybe moving up in the standings, and there's a temptation to go to some of your your big guys a little more often, but I don't think you can afford to do that. I think you have to spread out the ice time, do the best you can, keep everybody healthy, and let the chips fall where they may. Miss Mike Milbury on The Greg Hill Show? Listen to it on demand anywhere, anytime. Download the Odyssey app and take Boston sports with you everywhere you go. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. England Sports Original. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.